Hello, welcome to another episode of the Slim Cogcast, and I am Slim Cognito. Wanted to run down some of the things that's been happening this past week. Uh, I hope everybody, all the listeners out there, enjoyed their uh, Christmas and or Hanukkah or just holidays in general. And um, let's jump right into the topics at hand. First thing is the anime, uh, Psychopaths. I just finished season three. It um, is a lot more digestible, like I said before, because of the one-hour episodes as opposed to the 30-minute uh, or rather 20-minute ones. Um, the weirdest thing right about now is that it's on a huge cliffhanger and it's not enough explained. So I feel a little, you know, I don't have any uh, closure for a lot of the things that's going on with the characters. But it's very interesting how they branched them off and weren't afraid to make them antagonists toward one another. Because of the fact that this guy's been inducted into being a wolf now for the bargain of having his wife back, um, we have a very interesting type of, um, for those comic book fans out there, that type of situation where Captain America turned out to be a squirrel and no one knew. That was um, one of the better, finer points of storytelling that uh, hadn't really, I, I actually can't really say I've seen it anywhere else. But to have an imposter amongst your uh, familiar cast, and then having it revealed later is a super good feeling if it's written well. If it's if you can see it coming a mile away, then just toss it in the trash. But this is this is um well done. They just told it to you straight up how it happened. So that way you're more occupied with wondering how the character will handle playing both sides. Since he had no choice. His hands were tied and he had to get his wife back. So that was a pretty good uh thing to do. Um I won't go into too much detail because I don't want to directly spoil season three since it's the latest season out. But um, anybody who has been uh, listening thus far the past several weeks what I've been watching this, I highly recommend it if you enjoy philosophical, mental, and very cerebral type of uh, sci-fi, you know. And of course they don't take it into that. I'm one of the happiest things. The reason that it's so redeeming is that it doesn't do so much things that it just damns itself. Like the first season felt like it was going to go on down that road of, well, you know, the human only uses 20% of the brain and I would have turned it off right then. But they actually took it in a more, um, a more highbrow respectful, uh, direction with the plot. So that's one of the more reasons why I still respect it. And it's a pretty good anime thus far. I, I still give it like an eight and a half out of ten. Um, so, yeah, Psychopaths. Go ahead and jump up to that and get all the way to season three. There's some returning characters. I'm not going to say who because I don't want to spoil it, like I say. But anywho, jump to the next topic. What we've been playing this week. Uh, I've still been working on, uh, what was it? Uh, the Lord of the Rings Shadow of War. And uh, it's actually good. Um still polishing up things of course it's just uh it's taking some inspiration just combining assassin's creed with uh batman arkham combat and uh it works pretty well so to speak i do kind of get the feeling since i'm not really a lord of the rings fan that uh the story doesn't really like have as much of a lasting effect as it would others you know fans of the series but at least it's interesting enough to where i don't have to have enjoyed you know the source materials in order to enjoy this plot so that's pretty good um but to be perfectly honest i find lord of the rings kind of boring i don't like swords boards and magic wands and dragons that's not never really been my thing um i'm pretty sure y'all know that by now but anywho um another thing that we've been playing this week is um i finally stopped procrastinating and i finished up another dungeon i'm on the final dungeon i think no 
I just did another uh, Tower of Spirits dungeon, which I think is the last dungeon in Tower of Spirits. But after that, there's supposed to be another temple or another area, another location and dungeon. So this fifth one, which I didn't expect. So kudos to them for packing that much into this little game. But then when you consider that it just ha it's just a train spirit tracks. I'm talking about Zelda spirit tracks. Um, considering that the game is um, pretty much on rails, literally and figuratively, you don't really have to make the worlds that huge or big and connecting. Like if you consider Phantom Hourglass, it had to be like Wind Waker. So you needed to have big, you know, sometimes a big scrawling, uh, not big sprawling, but you know what I'm saying? There had to be squares of ocean that did not have islands in them. So it could still feel like ocean, you know, but here everything's tight knit, put together and dense so to speak but i still find the train sections boring not gonna lie but anywho uh yeah we finished that dungeon in the tower of spirits and um we're moving on forward i guess we'll go to this so-called i don't know sand area desert either who yeah and um surprising to me was a friend who has purchased my friendship for another yearly subscription. <laughs> but uh, no, I came home to a, a certain Steam gift. If the friend is listening, you're out there. I really appreciate it. Because um, I've been belly aching over getting Devil May Cry 5 for the PC for the longest time. And now I have it. It's it's in the Steam library via gift. And it's crazy because I was watching a so-called sale on a website for the game but the steam sale was better than that sale but i was holding on to that sale which was a limited time i was like damn i really i need to go ahead and get this but uh playstation plus did an auto renewal and just yoinked the 60 bucks out of me so <laughs> yeah i'm uh but some good things you know happen here that enjoy my time with the family uh with uh a part of the family over the holidays and i hope y'all did too um, I've been playing this Devil May Cry 5, man, that Virgil, oh, it feels good, but it still feels off because I don't have everything unlocked. Like, imagine having your summon swords that can only go so far with a short range. Oh, no, we can't have that. Or excuse me, Mirage swords. Either way, it's delicious. I've been enjoying it, and hopefully I can find a way to capture the footage properly because I get, like, stutters and frame drops, and I don't know why. But as soon as I capture the footage, oh, man, y'all get nothing but content on that there. Like, oof. Well, I ain't going to say nothing but, excuse me, I'm sorry. But it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of dumb crap videos. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, um, yeah, man, that was great. That shit felt good. Um, What else did I do? I think that's everything I played in a week. But I did uh stop by a friend's stream, and we had some good discussion about some things. Where it was a pretty good conversation, actually. Um, just all about you know modern times and how the kids have to redefine it, and the old people are trying to keep it defined their way, type of thing, and being caught in the middle of change. So yeah, um, if that's interesting. Speaking of which, I'll go ahead and throw a shout out or two. Um, shout out to nice, intelligent gamers. Okay, go ahead and peep that joint, man, because that's. My boy got a good stream over there, and he got a whole good crew with him, too. So I think that you would probably enjoy that a lot. Also, shout out to my cousin, 
with a great voice who has been working hard and grinding all year trying to record and make music and it's been coming together so go ahead and check out the youtube page called officially nisi red the goddess and um it's gonna be officially n-e-i-c-y-r-e-d-d-d-a-g-a-w-d-e-s-s go ahead and check those channels out because um it's good content and hey you might like it now here's the thing when it comes to gaming lately uh one of the things that i noticed is that um one of these articles that i'm about to talk about it kind of hits me pretty hard you know kind of hurts to see and but at the end of the day you have to look at it as it is what it is and what it is is a shame um and as as far as the news last week about twitch um I think we've pretty much covered all our bases on that, and uh, it's plain and simple and cut and dry. Well, I'm gonna say plain and simple or cut and dry. It's literally the best, the best take that you can take on it. Because if you, in terms of the word ban, if you care about those words being banned that much, then probably you have a limited vocabulary, or you just can't really be funny without those words, or you know, you just can't help being edgy. Like it's that's not okay that's a shame actually but um if also on the other end of things if you're on the on the terms of a misbehavior or something like that whatever name was or misbehave um if you feel like kids being able to potentially see completely nude women on a platform like twitch is okay i don't care what you stand for i don't care if you think i'm incel i don't care if you think this that and the other whatever false assumptions you may make if you think it's okay for Twitch to do this, I don't care if you're feminist, I don't care if you're liberal, I don't care if you're progressive. If you think it's okay for Twitch to let this go on with such a menial punishment as three days of a ban, then you're part of the problem and you are pro you're possibly a trash person. Either that or you got stock trade in Twitch as well. If you got stock in Twitch, then fine, I understand. But goddamn, if you're anybody with half a brain that thinks that that's okay and that's a worthwhile punishment, you're out of your goddamn mind and you need to be slapped. I don't care who you are. Okay, that's just plain and simple. Now, for any anybody out there who feels, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It is what it is. There's going to be new subs and new followers for the off chance of hope that this might happen again you know so hey but at the same time it, it, it's it's a double-edged sword and you pay for it eventually because once you start gaining an audience and making a community around sexuality you'll never stop being harassed because you made your whole personality and your selling point and the product of your entertainment is your sexuality so you're not really just an entertainer at that point you're, you're pretty much a sex worker at that point so if you feel like doing that for the next however many years, then cool. Do your thing. Because as the status quo goes, apparently ain't nothing wrong with it. And I ain't going to hate on nobody's bag. You get yours. But, hey, I feel like there's better ways to do things. All right. Let's jump into the news. First thing on the docket at techpowerup.com, we have a article written by Uskampuf. And uh, titled, Steam Unveils the Best of 2020 Game Awards. And... Honestly, the top sellers on Steam, these numbers, I don't know if they these numbers are considered with the refunds or not, but the top sellers, GTA 5 still, 
Fall Guys, of course, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Cyberpunk 2077, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, Doom Eternal, Monster Hunter World, Dota 2, Among Us, Destiny 2, PUBG, and Counter-Strike, CSGO, excuse me. Um, and they were taking the top at Platinum Rating. Top selling VR games, Arizona Sunshine, Pistol, Whip, Pavlov VR, VR, Kanjojo. Kanojo, excuse me, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Blade and Sorcery, The Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, VR, Half-Life Alex, Super Hot VR, Hot Dogs, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, Beat Saber, and Boneworks. Now, the Platinum Top Early Access graduates include Conqueror's Blade, Wilson Loads Mayhem, Hades, Final, Golf With Your Friends, Squad, Noita, Torchlight 3, Risk of Rain 2, DJ Max Respect V, or is that five? I'm not sure. Deep Rock Galactic, Skater XL, and Factorio. Now, Risk of Rain is one of those games where, man, it was whole, it was so much hype around it. I've never been a part of it, never played it in my life. But I, one of these days, I want to check it out, see what the hype is. Um, Torchlight 3. Don't I have Torchlight 1? Because I know I played the shit out of it, but I never beat it. I do indeed have Torchlight 1. And I haven't played the second. And don't know if the third is good or not. But anywho's moving on. Most played list highlight game that reached the highest peak concurrent players counts throughout 2020. And these stats are important because that tells you which trending games are popular or played so much that the general populace will be tired of. So this gives us a good, uh, it's a temperature check, so to speak, on uh, current gamers. Now, most played, let's see, top 11 games which had over 200,000 concurrent players during time during 2020 were GTA 5, Monster Hunter World, CSGO, Cyberpunk 2077, Mountain Blade 2, Bannerlord, PUBG, Dota 2, Among Us, Life is Strange 2, what? Terraria and Destiny 2. That's weird. <laughs> Life is Strange. Damn, okay. I'm glad to see y'all came up. I'm all about that. Top controller games are determined by checking the highest number of unique controller players a game reached on any given day in 2020. Top 12 platinum games are Dark Souls 3, makes sense, NBA 2K20, Monster Hunter World, GTA 5, Persona 4 Golden, Hades, FIFA 2021, Fall Guys, Cyberpunk 2077, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Destiny 2, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. All of these make sense. I would have expected way more fighting games. But all of this makes sense. How many PC players play fighting games with a keyboard? What the hell? But anyway, that's the uh, 2020 stats from Steam. Moving on next on the same website, Tech Power Up, written by Batarner. Anywho, headline, over 13 million gamers bought Cyberpunk 2077 after launch and decided to keep it, according to CD Projekt Red. Now, this game had a lot of refunds on the console edition of course because the ps4 base and xbox one base versions run terribly thanks to the transfer read and write speeds so textures were popping in slow characters were loading in slow um pedestrians were very minimal to almost spotty loading and it's terrible but um, playstation and microsoft have agreed to have plenty of refunds if so choose now PC Edition had some hiccups and issues with uh, some parts of the game running 
with weird frame rates and save glitches and all types of things. But they're getting patched and fixed slowly but surely. Though, because of the outdated hardware, I'm not sure the base PS4 edition is going to be, or a Xbox One edition is going to be remedied anytime soon. So, that's all the incentive to upgrade. So, there you have it. But, um, since 13 million kept theirs... Um, I felt like this game would have been on the road to like beating GTA in terms of sale numbers, but then maybe not. So we'll we'll just have to see what happens. And who knows, maybe people turn around and rebuy the game when they upgrade to a PS5. Who knows what could happen. But yeah, 13 million, which is still good. It's still their profit. That's still a profit. So anywho's here's a bit of the sad news, but it won't be the last of the news today. Miles Morales, Spider-Man game tanks 70 percent drop in sales this week um well 70 percent less than the first game by comparison according to super data it sold 2.2 million at lunch the original sold 2.2 million at lunch while miles morales only sold 66 663k okay now Spider-Man Miles Morales game didn't even make it into the top 10 for the month of November, and according to the charts, sold less than Marvel's Avengers, which is a disaster as well, as Marvel's Avengers is confirmed to be losing money and players are leaving in droves. So just imagine how bad it must be for the Miles Morales game. Oh, boy. And there's another subsection that says fans want original characters, not replacements. Um, I won't take debate that this article is thrown out, because it's, it's, it's trying to indirectly blame the fact that Peter Parker ain't the main character. Is the reason why it didn't sell. The reason it didn't sell is because they did not market this game for the PS4. I just found out there was a PS4 version of this game that exists. I didn't even know that that was a thing. So everybody was thinking that you had to get the PS5 to play it. That's what I was thinking too. So I'm over here in the dark looking crazy. Bro, PS5s ain't easy to come across and everybody thinking that this is a next-gen Spider-Man. I'm not sitting here gonna assume... That this game that's been marketed for the PS5 over and over and over and over and over and over and over is going to have a PS4 if they didn't tell me. Every trailer that I've seen kept saying PS5, PS5, PS5. So, I don't know. I mean, I could charge it to my own, you know, ignorance. But at the same time, it was not heavily marketed that this game was available on the PS4 and the 5. Okay. So, I think that this is these sales numbers are directly and inherently wholeheartedly dependent on the fact that not enough people had a ps5 and they were shortages there were shortages ever since the ps5 was released people still having trouble finding them i don't it's hard to believe this it's hard to believe this man it's tragic but either way um uh, yeah like i said before statistics are only true based on the scope that they are based on so it you know it's 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 not that much hey every every person who's ever drank water has died that doesn't mean water is the cause of death. It's correlation. And correlation does not equal causation. And this is a prime example of that. So we're going to move on. Whether I'm in denial or not, that's how I choose to see it. Nintendo boss over at GameStop, a uh, headline written by Jeremy Winslow. Nintendo boss says Switch is entering midpoint of its life cycle. What do you mean midpoint, sir? I do not want to see the Switch for another... Bro, We it need to be a new Nintendo console within the next year. Or something like that. Because I'd be... I'm tired of looking at the Switch. That thing been around for how long? Five years now? And the, and the hardware was outdated when it did come out. So let's... Let's... Like, come on. Let's not trip. Let's 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 not go that crazy. You feel me? Um, But yeah. 
Let's see. Let's get some quotes in it. The way we build games onto the platform and the way partners build games onto the platform is really what matters and the experience that you have when you play, Bowser says. So that's what we'll continue to lean into as we go into really what will be the fifth year of Nintendo Switch. And as Mr. Shintaro Furukawa, president of Nintendo, possibly in you know Japan or somewhere, Mentioned in his corporate management policy briefing, we believe we're just in the midpoint of the life cycle on this platform. So, basically, they plan on keep riding that switch till the wheels fall off. Because I know they're making hella profits off this shit, bro. It was already it was already underpowered, older hardware, and cheap to make, so to speak. Bro, they're making a killing with every switch unit they sell, bro. Uh, I'm not sure if they're selling on a, at a profit, but I know they're doing pretty decent. Should be by now. For sure it should be profit by now because that hardware old. But yeah. Still waiting on Bayo 3. Still waiting on Metro Prime 4. We'll have to see what happens. Next, over on RelyOnHorror.com. A site I've never heard of, but this is the news here. Uh, written by William Lockwood. Alright, December 23rd. Headline. Some of the most important news this week that I've seen. Silent Hill creator developing a new horror action adventure game set to release in 2023. You love to hear it? I am all the way hyped for that. You know how much Silent Hill? Bro, Silent Hill has kicked my ass, right? I've never beaten the first. I was too afraid as a teenager to beat the second one. Never played the third. And honestly, oh, wow. I think the only Silent Hill I've beaten was the one on the Wii. What was it called? Shattered Memories? Which is a pretty damn good game. Like, no cap. But still. The fact that we're getting a new one. Well, excuse me, not a new one. My mistake. The fact that we're getting something new from the original creator. Which I feel like is the right thing to do. Because after you write some lore and make a series of anything. Whether it's a show, TV, movie, games. Bro, you get tired of trying to reiterate or add new plot points to an existing plot. Sometimes you want a blank canvas and just... Start all over, you feel me? And it feels good to do so. Imagine trying to make more lore in the Silent Hill mythos after all of the debauchery that's happened to it on the 360, uh, on Downpour, and all that other trash. You know? Like, come on. But anywho's, yes, the original creator, uh, Keichiro Toyama, the studio's founder and creator of the original Silent Hill and Gravity Rush, Share some details about the in-development title, stating that it will be an action-adventure game that will appeal to fans from my previous work. Includes battles and story elements fans have come to expect from the games he produced at Sony Japan Studio and Konami. So here we go. Newly founded Bokeh Game Studio. He got his own game studio now, which is good. I'm glad to see all of these veterans who made these great games in the 90s and, and, the, two th and you know, the early aughts make so many you know phenomenal games and now they go off and branch off and make their own company it really shows what it's like on the developer side of things like they spent like 20 plus years working under a company that probably didn't pay them right probably didn't work them correctly had ridiculous hours just to get the game out but that's cool i can't wait for that anywho I feel like that's another episode knocked down, guys. I can't decide what anime to watch next. I'm really leaning toward Attack on Titan. But then I'm also leaning very close toward... <sighs> kind of feel like... You know what I'm saying? Gearing up to read the Dragon Ball Super manga, you know? Because I can't wait. But I might not do it. I might not do it. Still, um, we'll have to see. 
I'm very anxious to find out what I'm going to choose. But anywho, uh, I really hope y'all enjoyed the show. And go ahead and check out the streams over on Twitch. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to be streaming. I'm going to try to stream today, actually. I might turn on the stream as soon as I uh, get done with this here recording. So, um, check me out over at the same name as this here channel, Slum Cognito Entertainment. Um, I'm really considering of uh, shortening down the name of the channels. A slight rebrand. I'm not sure. We will see. And uh, what else? Damn, what else? I can't remember. Oh, well. Man, I got Devil May Cry on the brain, bro. I just want to play more Virgil. Really within me. I can't think of nothing else. That soundtrack is so good, bro. That track is so good. Anyway, y'all, get out of here. Take care of yourselves. And I always remember the channel motto. Intentions are the most important. Actions ain't nothing but loud and words don't mean a damn thing. Y'all take care of yourselves. And peace.